0: Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 550. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by SlowFlowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers. And to the farms that grow those blooms, it's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, returning for 2022, Farm Girl Flowers. FarmGrow Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown, fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. Our first sponsor thanks goes to Mayash Wholesale Florist, family-owned since 1978 Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S., and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. I'm so excited this week to share the video from our March Slow Flowers member meetup Featuring author Teresa J. Spate as our special guest, along with many of our Slow Flowers members who appear in the pages of the new book, Black Flora, which Bloom Imprint just released. Black Flora is a book that is long overdue, and it showcases the excellence and contributions of black flower farmers and floral designers throughout the country. This book recognizes the rich, beautiful, complex, and diverse narrative being told by African Americans in today's floral marketplace. Based in Washington, D.C., Garden writer, podcaster, and blogger Terry Spate interviewed 25 black floral personalities to learn how they have rooted their lives in the floral world. Black Flora's pages are filled with more than 90 vivid photographs illustrating the talent and artistry of black floral designers and creative directors coast to coast. There are stories and images from cutting gardens and flower farms, rural acreage, and urban lots. Each profile explores family legacy and professional influences as women and men of varied backgrounds and generations share their journey that led to careers in wedding and event design, botanical art, horticultural therapy, cut flower farming, entrepreneurship, and activism. I'm so pleased to introduce you to this project and for you to meet Terry as we discuss and introduce the many creatives featured in Black Flora. Let's jump right in and get started. We are here to talk about this amazing project, Black Flora, that I was privileged to work on with Terry Spade. Before we get started, I would wanted like to just tell everyone Terry and I have known each other for years through um, an organization that used to be called Garden Writers Association. Now it's called Garden Com.
1: My, my journey has been lifelong uh, from a child. Um, I've always been a little tomboy, and my dad would always allow me to only water. Cause that's what girls did. And I used to watch him with true dedication and love. And in my mind, I thought I'm going to do this one day and no one will be able to tell me no. <laughs> and I pretty much did. I mean, and, and my dad, before he passed, um, still much love to both my parents before he passed, we were buddies. We would argue about Latin terminology on the carport. Um, his thing was a Stibly. Mine was oh no no it's a Stilby, but <laughs> there was a lot of love there, you know. Um, and even uh, even as a mom, you know, my daughters were in the garden. I ran a, a small organic uh, farm. I was a founding farmer for the Ivey Family CSA in Stafford County, Virginia. All right. And you know it's 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 just there. And I knew the beauty and the joy came from my roots when i when I was married and we bought our first house in Virginia, Fredericksburg. my mom when she came to visit, she goes that's a sassafras tree. We used to take the root and make sassafras tea in our house in d c but she knew plants amazingly enough, and so did my dad so it's always been in in my blood, from sharecropping to my great great grandfather growing produce and selling it to Allen University in South Carolina I mean mm. it's it's there mm. genetic remembrance that mm. is what in interviewing all of my my peeps that is one thing I think collectively we all realize this is in our blood it's in our hands mm. so that that's my story mm, and I now like I what do I do now <laughs> anything I can podcast write I speak. I uh, co-founder, co-chair of a community garden because I want people to understand that, in all honesty, we grow more than collards. And without the flowers, we're not eating people. So, and with those flowers, you can cut them. And they are there in your house in a vase long after the salads are gone.
0: You got no argument from me on that. I love that um terry we're gonna just maybe jump right into the the slides of the book because we want to try to say hello to everybody who's in the book um, who's joined us today these are the folks who contributed to the book and um terry of course is the author we had a forward a beautiful forward by abra lee um a epilogue by mariah towner and then uh don trimble is the illustrator who we commissioned a piece for the end papers. So everyone will see that when you order the book and you can read more about these folks. Um, but I just wanted to acknowledge the the dream team who created Blue uh, Black Flora. Okay, here we go. Uh, Terry, you wanna introduce uh, Nicole and we'll, we'll say hi to her really quickly.
1: Nicole is a force. I hope that she's on this call. Nicole, that cover brought tears to my eyes, really. She is such a force, and she's very, um, just in meeting, she is very, very not like, I'm all that in a bag of chips. She's very graceful in the acceptance of her skill set. Nicole, unmute yourself and share with us what was behind that cover.
2: Hi. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Um, I, so, uh, yeah, it was at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was just feeling really uninspired and not very creative at all. I had been busting my butt at my full time job. And so anyway, pandemic hit and I everything stopped. And so um I just felt like I needed to create something and um went for a walk in my yard and just picked things and
0: assembled
1: them. So yeah.
0: Just it makes it sound is so you... easy, right, Terry? <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say is your yard always just in bloom like that. <laughs>
2: Well, here in Hawaii, you know, growing season is year-round, so
0: pretty lucky. We are lucky. And Nicole, this photo of you that is in the book um, is part of a styled shoot. You don't look like a 1960s um, love child all the time, do you? (laughs) No, no. it was, uh,
2: again, during the pandemic, Hawaii was hit really hard with tourism, a lack thereof, and so... We just wanted to find a way to drum up, you know, interest in some of the small towns around the island. So one of the towns was Javi, which is kind of has more of a hippie vibe to it. 60s, so um, 70s. So that was the inspiration for the shoot. We just we needed something to do. You know, it was hard for a while. So
0: (laughs) I love this photo of you. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Thanks so much for being a special part of this book. Um, we are going to move quickly because we're trying to get to everyone. So um, thanks for joining us. Also, you get the prize for getting up earliest, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, you want to talk a little bit about your conversations with Gina?
1: Before or after we laugh, Gina and I <laughs> always have a good time together. Um, and Gina, Gina kind of puts a stamp on the fact that you can do this no matter what. She went from a powerhouse job to a flowerhouse job, so to speak. Gina, you
3: want to share a little bit more about the journey? Oh, boy, has it been a journey? Boy, it's uh it's definitely been an e-ticket. Or what they used to have at Disneyland. They used to have those uh, you know, those ticket books. I'm starting to date myself, but uh anyway. <laughs> anyway, um Yeah. I mean, like, like, you know, Teresa, I, I grew up around flowers. I grew up around plants and, you know, when I was a little girl, I used to be in the backyard with my mom and she had an extensive garden. I mean, it was, she grew collard greens, of course, but she had flowers and had fruit trees and she had chickens. And this was all in in the Bay area too, you know, um, She was a Georgia farm girl and she brought it out to California. So I grew up with, with being around that. And my aunt, her sister also had a beautiful rose garden um, in the backyard of her house here in Sacramento. So I always grew up around the love of houseplants, the love of plants, flowers. My mom was very meticulous about, um, the lawn. I mean, she was a lawn snob and I think I'm a lawn <laughs> snob too, but, um, if anybody saw my, saw the the lawn at my house, they were like, wow, really? That's why she does flowers. It's exactly. Not about the grass. exactly. Exactly. So, you know, just, just learning from the two of them. I mean, my mom would like go to nurseries and I would go with her, and if she saw a little piece of something on the ground she would root it. I don't know how, I didn't know you could root like um cuttings from from roses mm-hmm. but my mom was able to do that. So you know, I went into a high powered corporate job and and did that and then I fell on the wedding planning and I think back when I was a wedding planner when I started in two thousand eight, what I, why I got into it, it was because I wanted to design, I wanted to be around flowers. But unfortunately, it took me to about twenty seventeen to really realize, no, flowers is it. And so I started taking taking um, floral courses at the local uh, community college. And um the rest is history. And it's so interesting. Back in October 2019, I said, okay, I'm gonna cut off the wedding planning. I'm stepping out on faith. And I'm so glad I did.
0: I have to read the rest of the story in the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gina, thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, we're gonna move to the next slide.
1: I can talk about Kristen, because let me tell you, I ordered one of his prints online. It is at the Framers right now. Oh, wonderful. Oh, my goodness. And and his little book I bought for a friend of mine. He has a little book to take notes in. Because since I've written the book, there have been several people that are like, how do you do that? I'm like, you need this book to take notes in. So they are. He was a hoot to talk to. Very, very real. Um, he really, this is really his passion. Really. And his prints are amazing. You must visit his site online. I'm so glad that he was a part of this book, really. Yeah,
0: me too. I mean, you were basically trying to chase him down between all his um, high-profile TV and, um, you know, event gigs. And uh, mm-hmm. you he was pretty pretty uh, honest with you about his path and his journey. And I, I really, I think that you you brought that out in everybody that you interviewed.
1: Same thing with Aisha. She was just, she is busy today. Um, because she had to plant some things and get some things done. And so she texted me early this morning, and she's like, I'm going to miss it. I'm like, "Oh, do not apologize. Your job is to make sure that you continue on your journey. And it's most people that are growing from seed or plug that are cut flower farmers, they know now is the time to be busy. So from a cut flower farmer standpoint, um, it's that time where everyone yeah. is in the dirt, you know? Yeah.
0: But can we all wear these hot pink boots when we're out growing in the field? Like gosh. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> it's like every time I see those, it's like I need those boots.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. All right. Well, who's our next person? Mimo. Is Mimo oh. on?
1: I hope she
0: is. oh there can she you- is. Hi, Hi Mimo. Hello, everybody. Thanks for saying that you'll be part of this project. And um, I know you and Terry had been, you had a friendship before you started working on this book, Terry, didn't you?
1: Well, I had been following her, but to get to know her was an experience. And to get to see her interacting with her son. Oh my goodness. Make my heart melt. I'm a grandmom, so make my heart melt, Mimo. But Mimo, you basically... Are the shepherd for so many Cup flower farmers florists
4: share share with us why why is this so important to you you know i I used to be in social work and um when I was in New York City, and really this is just an extension of that you know I love social work, became a flower farmer, and to give people flowers is just everything Um, to see what flowers do, how they transform lives. It's it's all of that in a bag of chips, you know? (laughs) And um, I've been doing flowers for about 30 years, over 30 years now. And um, you know, yeah, I go back in this industry a little bit now for flower farmers. And you like me,
1: ran a farm before stepping into this journey and is this journey not the most rewarding thing
4: oh, it is i've only i've only farmed flowers and i had another farm before this farm that i'm currently on but i've only ever farmed flowers
0: yeah tell us about this photo Mimo. this is like you're swimming in all your bouquets is it from the farmer's market that is actually in the cooler
4: um <laughs> That is a picture of, of the cooler just packed. Um, and, and we're ready to go to a farmer's market. And I just squatted down in there and took this picture. And, and someone took snapped this picture um, here on the farm. It's one of my favorites. It says everything that I feel.
0: Oh, uh, uh, I love it. Well, a number, of pe- a number of people quoted that Terry quoted in the book also referred to you as an inspiration for them and their work.
4: Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's uh, my passion. I just don't know what else I'd be doing.
0: I love it. Okay. Well, we, I, we all have to make a pilgrimage to St. Louis again. I've been there once and I've got to see your farm once and it's phenomenal.
4: Yeah. Come on back.
0: Come on back. For sure. Okay. Great.
5: Thanks. I'm here. Hey. Hello. Good morning, ladies. <laughs> How are you? Happy Friday, everybody. Hi,
0: oh, Terry, what hi. do you want to tell us about this uh this conversation you had?
1: She got me fired up. I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> It made me i was I'm very proud to know her. Mm-hmm. I understand the um importance of postal petals. Mm-hmm. I understand how flowers took her to a whole different level. <laughs> She's like social justice in a vase. For real, you know, I love that phrase. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your presence. For real.
0: Um,
5: how's Postal Pedals doing? You good? Postal Pedals is doing really, really well. We're looking at all kinds of opportunities for expansion, it's, um, in particular, figuring out ways that we can better serve the community. And I'm just I'm absolutely in love with this company. Um, as you know, what you know, the way that we engage with flowers is really to promote it as just a wellness experience and an opportunity for people to really build really a personal relationship with the process of arranging flowers and help people to, uh, to really appreciate the beauty of flowers as a form of, you know, self-care and mindfulness. And so, you know, we just did our very first um, community event now that Outside is open. And it was really a really beautiful local event here in LA where we did yoga and sound bath meditation and then flower arranging and not a single person left without saying how incredibly touched they were, um, through the whole day and, you know, how they just never saw flowers as, you know, they never recognized the healing properties, um, of flowers before. And so I'm really excited to, to really explore a lot more ways that we can, um, start to root the business a lot more in uh, in the community with both introducing it as this you know wellness tool but also helping to get people's hands in the soil and start to introduce farming and, and all those things to you know to members of the community so i'm 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 ecstatic about Postal Pedals. I'm so honored to be able to build this company and ideate around how to touch lives and build community. So I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. So Postal Pedals is thriving and I am happy for it. (laughs) We're really happy that you're in the book and part of the you know, a different way of interacting with flowers. Oh, well, thank you, Deborah. And I, you've been supportive of of me and Postal Petals from the very beginning, and I, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and and all of the work that you do to support not just the floral industry, but particularly um, Black farmers and Black florists. Mm. And so, I really, really do appreciate. Oh,
0: thanks, Talia. It. Well, Absolutely. I'm so glad that you got you were part of it. And Terry um, has uh, you know many more books in her because these conversations. Uh, we had to get condensed, right, Terry?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the funny part about it is, I, I'm loving the way that, that Talia has tapped into community because our community really has never been exposed to this before. Yeah. So hopefully, this door is open mm-hmm. and the possibilities. The realization of the possibility will be endless. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. This yeah. is just
0: the beginning. Terry, you were just talking about <laughs> Natasha and your conversations with her. I just have to give a shout out to Nisha Blancas, our social media manager for uh, Slow Flowers. Uh, Kate went to meet with Natasha and did the photography for the chapter. And so we we're just giving uh, congrats to Nisha for her beautiful work. But what a subject to work with, right?
1: Yeah, and. Talk about meaningful. I, I think, I know at one point in our chat, both of us were crying. We started talking about our moms, um, but she really reflects what the healing power of flowers can do. That inner glow in this picture, thank you for capturing that oh so well. She went through a rough patch, and flowers helped give her a reason. Like her quote says, to get up in the morning. And I too understand that. She was very, very clear on what flowers meant to her. And I really hope people will buy this book and that maybe somebody will win one of the two books because um, just reading her story, we can all, if you really think about it, understand how meaningful flowers are. Yeah, she's awesome.
0: Is Hermona on? I really love this photo of her
1: yes well we're if, if hopefully she's on if not we we have a coffee date plan because she's right here in the DMV and she was very honest about how she grew up surrounded by flowers in a whole nother country no less and yet she never put it out of her mind what she did do was look into her community and realize we're missing something. I've got the skill set. I'm going to fill the need, and she makes some beautiful arrangements. Beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, but I I want to just say too that I thought of the mix of um, we were very fortunate to have a, like a diverse mix of talents in black flora from growers to designers designers who do like in Hermone's case mainly uh, personal flowers, everyday um, event flowers versus retail. And we have some people, you know, in all aspects of floristry. So I think back to your point in your original uh, forward, uh, Terry, about wanting to show future generations the possibilities. I feel like this book has really uh, exemplified all the facets of you know, a profession or a life in horticulture, floriculture and all related fields.
1: It's imagining the possibilities and Even during um, our unintentional period of pausing, her sons helped her deliver flowers. Mm. So it's not just, it's embracing family and community Mm -hmm. to make this work.
0: Ah, Tosh and Victoria, I know they're on today. There they are. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hey. Oh, got the whole family in there. Little Titus, too. (laughs) Terry, talk about your conversation with this dynamic team, this wonderful couple.
1: Number one, if they ever come to D.C., Titus is staying with me. I don't care where y'all stay, Titus is mine That for that period of time. They were absolutely awesome, just powerful. I, I think I've told everyone that has uh, chatted with me about the book, how these young people chose to not do corporate America. They chose... To be connected with the earth, all from an experience from a Mother's Day week, prepping flowers. Guys, I love you. Absolutely amazing. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and why are you inside? Y'all should be planting seeds.
6: Oh well. <laughs> we have a cold snap. Yeah, we got a cold snap, cold snap coming. coming in.
1: So we decided to push some planting back. We yeah, we had a lot of planting to do, but.
6: Yeah, it's going to be like 19 degrees and like thunderstorms. So the weather's going to be really bad here.
0: And you're in North Carolina, so it's it could right. it could also be 70 degrees. Very yeah. true. It was
6: like four days ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, I think we were like in 80. So,
0: yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're so happy that you're part of the book. I'm so happy that also you have something going on today that's kind of cool. You want to tell everyone what it is?
1: Oh, yes. uh Wedding anniversary. Yay! <laughs> oh, happy anniversary.
0: Thank you. I love that you joined us for that. There's so many wonderful, you know, also interviewing. You're the only couple really featured in the book. Also, just this talk, the back and forth of how you are a team and that, like, you're so, you know, combined in your effort to build something for your family and your children. It's really inspiring. And I know Terry really responded to that too.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. And I I found it refreshing and interesting because your children have always been by your side. So talk about generational wealth. They are getting firsthand education and knowledge of seeing mama and daddy do it. And prayerfully, they will continue that thread. That's awesome. Yay,
0: thank you. Yeah.
1: And thank you all for doing that as parents. Really.
0: So I know you're kind of local celebrities at the farmer's market. Have have you uh, started sharing the book around with folks?
1: (laughs) Yeah,
6: no,
0: it's It's
1: getting passed around. Yeah,
0: it's just I don't know. It's so surreal.
6: Like, so this (laughs) is our five year wedding anniversary, but we've only been farming for five years. And so we never would have imagined. I mean, we met you, Deb, and like Mimo, those were the only two people in the world that we knew existed, you know, (laughs) and it's just so crazy how much
0: can happen in five years, so. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Mimo, you want to talk about, uh, was that at Raleigh when when we all met?
6: Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that was just like, first it was like Mimo, like, you know, she, you know, she's just, awesomeness yeah. within herself and you know it was it's been an amazing <laughs> ride i just hold on whatever you're doing just push a little further and it'll pay off i promise you
0: <laughs> well you're the future you're the future and Titus yeah. is the far distant future but he's he's yeah. a mini he's such a mini me to taj like it's crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah it
1: and well, those muscles, those. his muscles, crack me up.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations um, for for hanging in there for five years as flower farmers. It, it people think it's like as beautiful as this photo, and we know it's not. It's yeah. that's that was when you were all like cleaned up for the camera. It's it's yeah. <laughs> it's gritty work.
1: <laughs> oh no, we just we just glad to be a part of this. Like I said, Mimo. Thank you. Thank thank
6: everyone. Yeah, Mimo was the first
1: black flower farmers outside of ourselves that we had met. And it was kind of like us two in a fishbowl for a while. And now we're just glad to be embraced by everybody else that we've met in the past year or two.
0: Yeah. Let's let's make this that fishbowl full.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're trying to jump back out into the ocean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Thanks. 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 Cottons. We love you guys. Thank you. you. Uh, Miss Kiara, I think Hi. she's Hi. on. Yeah. I'm here. Terry, <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about our, our wonderful designer, Kiara Hancock?
1: You mean the force? The force that is now has a space? <laughs>
0: 오- you know, share, share, because
1: I'm so proud of you because you were very hesitant at first. And you said,
7: you, you told me what the plan was. Down the road, and look at you now. I know sometimes you just have to put stuff in the universe, I find, speak it out loud, and a lot of times that's enough to make it happen. So, yeah, I got my first space outside of my garage. I'm very happy. Um, my husband is very happy, we're all very happy. So I'm working on getting that done, and I'm planning on maybe having like a Mother's Day like workshop, and so it'll be like my studio space that I work my events in, but also space that I can rent out or host things for other people.
0: Oh my gosh! And you, and tell everyone where it is,
7: uh, Kiara. Uh, it's in Tacoma. So I live south of Seattle, and I work a lot in Seattle. That's where most of my business is. But it was important for me to be close to home. I have two kids who I like to be involved with every day. And my event business revolves around them and not the other way around. So um, I'm like 10 minutes from my house now, which is great. And they can come with me. It's like a whole family affair. I'm happy to have them in the space with me. Terry, I just love, I
0: love this quote that you uh, included in the essay about Kiara that you, you kind of sums up her personality. Like, yeah. do forge your own path don't wait for someone to forge it for you yeah
7: Yeah, I mean I'm I mean I didn't. I started this five years ago so I'm not a spring chicken either but I just you know I put one foot in front of the other like we often do and I figured it out and that takes a lot of grit I think when people do that and it takes a lot of perseverance and I have both in spades so we're good
1: you definitely represent making a way out of no way You know, knowing your story when we chatted and looking at you now, it's like you go, girl. That is just awesome. (laughs) Thank you so
7: much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Kiara, and I'm close to you, and I'm going to come down to that. I don't know if I can come on Mother's Day, but I'll come and bring lunch. You're invited anytime. For your space, (laughs) I love it. Okay, great. Thanks for joining us, Kiara. Oh, Miss Hannah. Gosh, it's the little Seattle celebration here. All my neighbors. Hi, Hannah. Hello, can you hear me? I can. What do you What do you want to say, Terry?
1: Well, we had a good time, didn't we, Anna?
0: <laughs> yes, I loved our
8: conversation, Terry. You gave me so much to think about that whole weekend after we talked. I was just wow, like just you reframed so much for me. Was, wow, it was
1: good, and it was that's fun. the 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 power of putting words, as Skr said, putting words out into the universe and really understanding wow, I really did this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love your space, your vision. Has any of that vision come to fruition yet? Oh, my goodness.
8: Thank you. Yes, my uh, the back of our house right now is a construction site. We're putting up a studio where our old garage once stood. So I'm very excited, but it's also like my whole world right now is turned on its head because half of my garden is like... <laughs> I don't know why I didn't anticipate that was what was going to happen, but as they kept digging, I was like, oh, okay, okay, well, it's gonna be a different kind of summer around here. But yeah, it's gonna be very good. We're building up from the ground. And uh, we are going to have just a little 300 square foot studio space with a loft, but it'll be a place where, like uh, what Kiara was saying, I've been working, you know, a little bit in our garden, I have a space, a little bit on our porch, I have a space, a little, it's here everywhere, and it will be a one collected, like, place where I can be and where I can host classes and, uh, it'll be, it'll be a big improvement for me. And also my event work is expanding and I'll be able to make that, you know, have a bigger footprint without feeling like I'm cramped in. So it'll be really good, but this spring is going to be a little bit, um, nutty.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> that photo of you in your lush garden, it looks like you're on a, you know, tropical acreage and you are right in the city and a tiny lot and you maximize every square inch of soil. Yeah. And I, I hope that those plants survive the construction. Yeah, they
8: are. They are. It's like, Mostly all the annual stuff back there, you know, things that I grow from seed or, um, you know, every year it changes up, but yeah, that's just not going to happen this year. (laughs) But the good thing is it's like, I'm starting from scratch, you know, and so that's a blank slate and that's good. I'm going to start using more vertical, you know, I'm going to have arches and things and I'll be able to put perennials in. Like I have this, you know, I've ordered all these roses. I think that happens when you order plants like in advance and you kind of forget, and then they start showing up on your door. <laughs> so they've started arriving and like i have to put them somewhere safe but it's like oh what was i doing i just didn't think i think that it was going to be quite so chaotic out there but now this time next year i'll have roses i'm gonna have some climbing roses it's gonna be very good it's just awesome. you gotta get through so it's gonna be good
0: hannah i'm yeah. so glad that you're part of the slow flowers community and that you said yes to this book i know you and terry had a great connection I feel kind of lucky that I can see you more often. And this new space sounds fabulous. Congratulations.
8: Thank you. Thank you, Terry. It was so good talking to you. I really enjoyed it. And when I get back to D.C., I hope that we get to
0: meet. Oh,
1: I'm I'm hoping that we do as well.
0: Uh, Miss Aisha, I love this photo so much. Terry, talk yes. a little bit about your yes. fellow Virginian.
1: <laughs> well, well, well! I, I'm so glad. Number one, that she is in that she's in Virginia now, and I'm an avid follower of hers on Instagram. And every time I see something that she's done, I, it takes my breath away. How Thank are you. you today?
9: I am doing so well. I'm I'm so excited to see you guys again, and just. Oh, I'm so grateful to you for giving me this opportunity to be in the book and to find other people like me. I'm
1: doing some traveling because I need to see and see each and every one of them and give them a hug personally, for real. I mean,
0: yes. that's a good point. You really, it was COVID when we worked on Black Flora, so it was all virtual Zoom calls and phone phone calls for mm-hmm. for all of us, right?
9: Yes. And um, I feel like things have just exploded after that. Um, so many things actually have changed um, since the pandemic. The gift was for me to appreciate my time more and my time with my family. So I'm actually taking less weddings, being a little bit more um, specific and intentional about what I take. But um, I also, since the book has come out, have started a new business. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, In in service to my wedding community, I am um, offering some services to other um, wedding florists specifically. So just keeping busy and evolving and changing.
0: Mm, Love it. This arrangement in the photo uh, is so vivid and joyful. And I feel like that just kind of glow of those flowers reflects the glow that you have. I mean, it's just Uh, I don't think you probably do very many dull looking arrangements. (laughs) You like color. It's um,
9: actually, I love moody colors and my team is like, girl, everybody does not want those colors. (laughs) Like I like everything with a lot of browns and purples and deep reds and stuff. So I'm doing this for the people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. In the book, the, the, uh, spread with your designs, it's mostly wedding and, and those are mostly whites, a lot of white palette with a little mm-hmm. bit of blue. So you're yeah. kind of a, uh, you can work with any palette.
9: Yeah, I do what I have to do. Um, Cause I think I love the business side of it as much as anything. And um, so I love for, you know, to understand what's happening in the market and and then dialing into that with, but keeping my own touch, but really being able to respond to what people want. I think that's mm-hmm. our job, mm-hmm.
0: you know. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. Well, um, there's another kind of thing that you guys talked about in the, in the book about your uh, mentorships of, of young um, designers of color who want to uh, apprentice with you. And I, yeah. I really was glad that Terry included that. Yeah. And so
9: I always do. And some of those mentorships, I think I mentioned before they're they can be short, um, you know, just to at least give people an exposure. It can be, you know, a three month period. It can be a summer. Um, and some people didn't come to me because they wanted to be florists. They may be just wanted to be in the events industry, but you can't be around flowers and not want to learn about them.
0: You got to want to get your, yeah.
9: you, you want to get your hands on
0: them. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Thanks so much, Aisha. Um, really you. great to see you. I, I We're too far apart, but I'll see you when I get to the East Coast too, I'm sure.
1: Yes. Carrie, yes.
0: Take it away.
1: <laughs> and the funny thing about Kaifa is my cousin introduced me to her. And then I saw her at a Slow Flower event here in DC. And then for her to be in the book was quite the honor how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. And and we're, we we also kind of are stepping in, well, I'm stepping into her shoes, actually, um, as a representative of the Botanic Garden for um, National Garden Club. But share with us briefly, you know, what do flowers really mean to you? You've made a business and a profession out of this, touching many, many hearts and souls from seniors to disabled folk? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you both. Uh, Deborah, thank you. And it was in 2018 that we met when um, the conference was here in DC and probably when I met you as well, Terry. Um, Mm -hmm. And you just, again, just creating that space and opportunity for folks and... um, So I'm I'm always grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all for including me in this book. For those of you who haven't read the book or don't know my story, I'm not a grower. I'm not a designer. (laughs) Um, um, But I'm a lover of flowers and pretty much like the intersection of uh, Mimo's and um, Talia's experience. I was a former social worker, um, you know, just always recognizing the power and connection of plants and flowers. I always sort of wove that in to my practice from working with little people to older adults, Um, did a lot of community-based gardening and growing that community here in DC and recognizing no matter how intentional we were in terms of creating, accessible spaces where people could engage with this experience that everyone was not able to do that. And so one day, and I won't go into a long story, Spirit said you have to take the experience to where people are. And particularly you know vulnerable ones and marginalized ones. We talk about, you know, in our communities that you know embracing flowers is sort of as a okay, (laughs) you know that's either a luxury or folks not understanding the importance of having them in their presence. So um, from social work, I transitioned to being a a horticulture therapist, which is really, again, an intersection of my service work and restorative work and healing work and empowering folks through flowers. And so the, the, my, my, additional niche is that I work with all of you beautiful, wonderful growers and or designers um, in terms of sourcing probably about 70% of what I use in terms of um, my work. And so reimagining is a lot of what I do, recovery um, from your old beautiful events, so that truly the, the The extended principle of slow flowers for me is allowing a flower to serve fully out. Now that I'm I'm connected to particularly many of you growers, the investment, you know, the the value that work and and just appreciating that and um, honoring that. And I feel like I honor that by allowing what you all produce and what you create to continue to, to provide joy and healing Um, to communities that otherwise would not make that connection. So that's my work. I I love this photo because it represents my relationship with, with growers who have been so wonderful um, to me here in the DMV. Um, Erman, who's in the book um, has been wonderful. And just been a wonderful growing community and bringing awareness to to farmers and designers, that this is another expression for their flowers, um, has been a wonderful experience as well. So,
0: we're so grateful that you're in the book representing horticultural therapy because that's another professional opportunity Absolutely. that um, you had to kind of do the hard work to f- even figure out it was an option for you later exactly. in in your career. We had. I'll just comment a little bit about Whitney. We had one special uh, profile that. Our friend Mariah Towner wrote, and it, Mariah is based in Atlanta, and she said uh, she was going to write the, the epilogue for Black Flora, and she said I have a friend who's a flower farmer. Are you okay if I profile her? So I, I don't think Terry, you, and Whitney have met. Uh, Whitney is uh, definitely a, um, a interesting path that a lot of people can relate to it, moving from food farming to flower farming and basically uh, land security for black farmers. And um, she does a lot of ad- advocacy and education. So her story is really great. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm planning on meeting her though, because. that's Right, another, you're going to Atlanta. Yeah, she, she's a little force um, reading yeah. her story. And I do follow her and it's like, whoa, I, you know, yeah, I can't wait to meet
0: her. I cannot wait. And her wait farm to is, meet. I think her farm is called Sunbird Flowers. So, mm-hmm. ah, Miss D. D. Dee, <laughs> I've met.
1: Dee, I've met. D and I are going to be together in April. Um, I uh, D. Down at the, yeah, at the Norfolk Botanic Garden. And um, D and I kind of <laughs> think alike on a lot of different ways. And um, D, you mean so much. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this journey.
10: Thank you. Thank you both.
0: So what's going on in your garden right now? Are you, you're in close to the coast. So you are probably getting seedlings coming up.
10: Yeah, I have uh, like Orlea on the verge of flowering right now. I've got the first status coming up. Um, ranunculus are on the way. I re- I've got anemones and tulips already. Um, you know, everything is waking up, but we're also having a cold snap tomorrow. So I'm like, oh no, <laughs> should I, I cover? Should I not cover? I've taken all my, you know, a little low, Uh, tunnel covers um, oh dear it's off already and I'm like oh now I have to go dig everything back out all the frost covers and all that I thought we were done but you know (laughs) everything is it's, it's that time it's go time here things are really starting to to come right along and it's exciting (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you're doing something really exciting, and I think in, in the slow flowers world, and that is that you start you've started a group for Black cut flower farmers. Can you talk about that? And Terry mentioned it in the story, but I think it was maybe an early idea. Yeah, uh, it's so, real
1: now, though.
0: <laughs> yes,
10: um, there are. I don't. I don't even know how many of us twenty, maybe twenty five of us. and you know, we have a little Instagram group growing. You know, Mimo's in it, Taj is in it, a bunch of the other as whoever we can find, you know, we add them in and I have to give special thanks to Aisha. She was instrumental in getting a lot of people who I didn't know about added to the group, including Mimo. We got to have a Zoom call last year with everybody and that was great. Um, It's really great to have this large, diverse group of people with so much knowledge um, that just want to help and see each other succeed. And through Terry, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk with like Talia because she wants to, you know, work with black flower farmers. And it's just been really interesting watching this community grow and I'm really happy. (laughs) Like, yeah. So everybody's just been really great, really friendly, wanting to help one another, you know, showcasing opportunities that come up connecting us with other florists and growers. And I mean, it's a really nice, nice thing to have.
0: Great. Well, let's yep. do a let's do a story on that for slow flowers. D. We'll we'll talk offline, sure. but um, it's it's such a it's just to use all these ridiculous gardening metaphors that Terry and I use in our writing. It's like the seed has germinated into this yeah. huge crop now, right? Yeah, absolutely.
10: Yeah. And I've been talking a little bit to people about mentorship because I I get people reaching out to me, and I'm sure they do too. You know, young people of color that are looking for opportunities for mentorship from from people who have more experience, who want to get Mm -hmm. into the industry, they see it's a possibility now. And I'm sure with the book coming out, you know, there's going to be even more exposure for people to see what their options are and know that, you know, we're here, we're part of this community and you can, you know, you can join along with us. And
1: And the beauty of it is I've got at least two other names to share with you, Dee. When people okay. find out, people of color, when they find out that sour farming is an option, they will reach out. That's powerful.
10: Yeah, yeah. Um, Terry and I, actually, we met in person, like she was saying, at the Norfolk Botanical Garden here, which was built by Black women and Black men. So that was a really powerful, you know, place for us ah. to get together. And next month I'm a board member and we're having our heritage celebration, um, you know, to celebrate those men and women who, who put it together. I mean, it's a really, really cool and unique thing to have right here in my backyard.
0: I love it. Oh, that's great. And, uh, maybe you guys can do a, uh, Instagram live together when you're, when you're down, um, hosting Terry. So I, I do love this final slide that we just showed. And that is, um the original artwork uh, by Don Trimble, the uh, abstract uh, artist from uh, Atlanta, who uh, is so talented. And we love featuring Black artists of a different medium in Black Flora too, so.
1: But I wanted to say thank you to everyone that was a part of this book journey. Um, it was hard. If, if you know someone that is uh, becoming a writer, bear with them, have mercy on them, have patience with them, love them up a lot. It's not an easy task, but it also is very rewarding. Everyone along this journey, whether they were here today or not, um, I consider them family now and it's gonna grow. This is gonna grow from Black uh, Specialty Flower Group to uh, the Black Girl Florist Conference that's at the end of this month. And we'll share more about that later. All the people in the book prayerfully will be on my podcast. Um, you can get purchased the book from Bloom in print. Um, and if you don't see it at your local botanic garden, tell them about the book. Tell them they need to carry it because we are important. And honestly, for all my, specialty flower farmers, growers, florists, stylists, we are enough. Mm, I love it,
0: mm-hmm. Terry. Terry, Uh, this was a magical experience. It was hard and we're happy to have that payoff of a beautiful book to hold in our hands. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Deborah, I want to thank you because, um, when you really, really, really think about it, nobody reached out for us to do this until you came along. So I do appreciate you and respect you for that. And thank you for allowing us really to share what needs to be shared long overdue. And thank you.
0: Oh, it was a privilege. And I did it for my children who are Brown, who needed to see that there is so much representation in our profession and we just had to celebrate it and highlight it. So, um yeah. I'm going to make them into gardeners someday. I don't know. <laughs> they're living the dream in Brooklyn, but they're going to be gardeners in the future. I hope. Um, but this is been...
1: planted. You planted the seed. <laughs>
0: it's so true. Yeah. This has been so beautiful. We I just thank everyone in the Soulflowers Flowers community for, for coming on today and, and helping honor Terry and her work and all of the creatives in our flower world, um, because you're all an inspiration. And um. We will do a drawing and let people know who won the copies of the books. But of course, you can always order them. And um, Terry has a full appearance schedule—some uh, online, some in person—that she's. You can follow her on Instagram, and, and she's also going to be adding a calendar to her website. So we'll try to repost all of that, Terry, when when it's available. Yes. But you're you're making the rounds mainly on the on the Eastern Seaboard, but um, you've got a lot of virtual things that are national.
1: Yes, yes, I'm blooming.
0: <laughs> Imagine that imprint. I love it. I love it. You're. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. And uh, you all just um, cherish what you've learned here today. And it, for anyone who is wanting to see change in the representation and inclusion in their floral community, it can start with you. Just making one contact and introducing yourself. Uh, making you know talking about plants it's it's the way to connect with each other and um, we really would love to uh, have more than one black flora book because <laughs> there were a lot of people who got left out of this book and you know there's there's a few more books that uh, have to be written <laughs> thanks everybody what a great great session and uh, we'll see you next month thanks to all you create us for joining us bye bye terry thanks so much take You're care welcome. Thank you so much for joining our conversation today. If you're hearing this by audio alone, please visit slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 550, where you'll find the video with Terry and see photos from the inside pages of Black Flora. I love what Terry wrote in her introduction to the book. She wrote, Younger generations of black plant lovers are seeking inspiring examples of successful floral artists and entrepreneurs. When they see their potential through representation of people who look like them in farming and floristry, the possibilities of the future enable their dreams. I couldn't agree more you can order your copy of Black Flora at bloomimprint.com or find it via any online bookseller or ask your independent local bookseller to order it for you. And I'll have some links in our show notes today. Our next sponsor thanks goes to the Gardener's Workshop, which offers a full curriculum of online education for flower farmers and farmer florists. Online education is more important this year than ever, and you'll want to check out the course offerings at thegardenersworkshop.com. Hey, if you're interested in learning more about sustainable farming practices on Slow Flowers member farms across North America, check out today's show notes for episode 550 where you'll find a link to our recent story on the topic, published in the March issue of Johnny's Advantage Newsletter. That's Johnny's Selected Seeds Newsletter. For the past several years, the Slowflower Society has surveyed our members on a wide array of topics. The insights gained have helped inform our annual Slow Flowers Floral Insights and Industry Forecast. For 2022, inspired by conversations with Johnny's flower experts, we asked survey takers to share their preferred sustainable farming methods. Curious about the specifics, I spoke with six of the respondents who elaborated on their approaches to farming with sustainable methods. These six conversations included Stacy Chapman of Westwind Flowers in Orange, Virginia; Becky Feesby of Prairie Girl Flowers in Calgary, Alberta; David Brunton of Wrightfield Farm in Millersville, Maryland; Susan Schultz of Joy De Fleur Flower Farm in Minnesota; Jennifer McClendon of Jenniflora Farm in Sebastopol, California, and Stacey Denton of Flora Farm and Design Studio in Williams, Oregon. Each of these growers has a different story with farm locations, size, and scale and crop specialties varying widely. I learned so much from my conversations with each of these flower farmers who all are very thoughtful about what they do on their land and they're very articulate about the why of what they practice. As I mentioned, you can find the link to the full report in today's show notes. I hope you learn a thing or two. Our final sponsor thanks goes to Details Flowers Software, a platform specifically designed to help florists and designers do more and earn more. With an elegant and easy-to-use system, Details is here to improve profitability, productivity, and organization for floral businesses of all shapes and sizes. Grow your bottom line through professional proposals and confident pricing with details all-in-one platform. All friends of the Slow Flowers podcast will receive a seven-day free trial of Details Flowers software. Learn more at detailsflowers.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast is a member-supported endeavor downloaded more than 828,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show and our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowersociety.com. And consider making a donation to sustain Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at SlowflowersPodcast.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Show and the Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. I'll see you next week.